course, a poem has no life unless it is spoken. So uh, the great pleasure for me was to speak these out loud. As I'm going back through my book, which I honestly hadn't looked at in several months, I'm just reminded what an incredible opportunity I had with going to space. It was a mixture of this anger and this wanting to really look inside that all the stars aligned, and I began to write. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet award-winning poet, novelist, and artist, Sandra Cisneros. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital physician assistant, Haley Arsenault, and poet, Javier Zamora. Listen to learn what inspired each of these authors to finally share the stories that had been within them. Enjoy. This is Sandra Cisneros. I wrote this book because I couldn't not write these poems. These were poems that were written while I was writing novels and short stories and living my life and dealing with death and love affairs and the end of love affairs. They were things that required me to stop everything and shut the buzzer that was ringing in my heart. So there was an absolute necessity to write these poems so I could go on living. But it wasn't necessary for me to share them with the people who inspired them or with anyone in my life. I would just write them. And I mean, never, never sure, were they any good? Were they done? So I would just stash them, keep tinkering, keep revising, and, you know, eventually thankfully, because of an editor and an agent and my personal editor, they would say, that's pretty good. And I'd say, really? You think? And that's how I would know, okay, now I can share this with someone. If I had to sum up what my experience recording my book was like, in one word, I would say, fun! Because I love reading poetry out loud. Of course, poetry comes from spoken word, and then I had to pour it onto the page, and then I poured it back and released it. So it was like a reverse alchemy. Of course, I just am so notorious for wanting all the attention and loving to read my poems out loud. And to be in the studio, oh, it just made me feel like... Ella Fitzgerald, so I adored it. The word that I stumbled on was any word with an S on the end, you know, because I just kind of swallow that S when I'm speaking, as I speak so quickly in everyday life. And, of course, any French word I needed assistance with. But I already knew that from my last book, which takes place in Paris. I am the proudest uh, this book perhaps more than any other since Caramelo because this was a collection that had been under the bed, hiding in the dark, and that I brought out only the uh, last couple of years and dusted off and revised and finished. And, of course, a poem has no life unless it is spoken. So uh, the great pleasure for me was to speak these out loud, to teach myself how to sing them, because I think they're like songs. You have to do different interpretations so you get the right one. And I'm very excited about going out and performing them live. I feel like Billie Holiday. My dream narrator, if she was singing it, would be Maria Callas. 
But if she was speaking at Anamanyani, of course. The last audiobook I listened to that I liked was The Odyssey. My favorite place to listen or read is reclining like some audacious and shameless odalisque in bed. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. At the boy bar, no one danced with me. I danced with everyone. The entire room. Every song. That's what was so great about the boy bars then. The room vibrated, shook, convulsed in one collective zoological frenzy. Truthfully, I was the only woman there. Who cared? At the boat slip, I was welcomed. Hi, this is Haley Arsenault, author of Wild Ride, a memoir of Ivy drips and rocket ships. I wrote my book because after it was announced that I was going to space and what I had overcome, my childhood cancer journey, I started hearing from people all over the world who reached out to tell me that my story inspired them. And that was very humbling for me, but it made me want to share my story on an even deeper level. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be gratitude. Because as I'm going back through my book, which I honestly hadn't looked at the manuscript in several months, as I'm going back through it, I'm just reminded by how much I've overcome, how much love and support I've had along the way, just what an incredible experience and opportunity I had with going to space. And just getting to relive being in space, it just reminds me of just how much gratitude I have in my life. I realized I had trouble pronouncing risks. And then there were some other words kind of in that same family, like tasks, desks, but that tripped me up a couple times. I'm really excited that listeners will get to hear my firsthand experience of looking at the planet. That was probably the most challenging section for me to write because it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's very hard to describe, and I wanted to convey the emotions I felt while looking at the planet. And so while that was most challenging for me to write, it was probably the part that I was most proud of to record and narrate. So I'm really looking forward to listeners hearing that section. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Emma Watson because her accent is beautiful. And we kind of have similar hair, which I know you can't see in an audiobook, but I've just always imagined she was like the fictional character of me. The last audiobook that I listened to and loved was Amy Schumer. I listened to her memoir and I thought it actually had kind of a surprising amount of heart and depth. I thought it was funny, but also beautiful. And it was fun to hear her record it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. I live about five and a half hours from my mom, three and a half hours from my brother. So I'm on the road a good bit. An audiobook is the best way to pass that time. And now here is a clip from my audiobook. Once upon a time, there was a girl who rode a dragon to the stars. It's a quiet evening in Memphis, and I'm getting ready for the trip of a lifetime. Scarlet, I say. In two weeks, I'm going to space. 
My beautiful, fluffy, gray Aussie doodle looks up at me with an expression of love and mild concern on her face. She's not worried about me. She's wondering who will watch her when I'm gone. My name is Javier Zamora, author of Solito, a memoir. I was inspired to write this book because it's the trauma that I've always carried inside me and something that I've struggled to really look in the face. In 2017, when there was a crisis at the border with all the children immigrating, it really angered me that the news outlets saw it as a new phenomenon, when in fact, children like myself have been immigrating in the 90s, in the 80s, in the aughts. They're immigrating right now. And it was a mixture of this anger and this wanting to really look inside of myself, finally, truthfully, with the help of a therapist and a very supportive partner that all the stars aligned, and I began to write my memoir, and it eventually led to Solito. If I had to describe the experience of recording my audiobook in one word, that word would be revelatory. It was the passages that I didn't think were going to move me or make me cry that actually made me cry. And it was the characters that somehow came alive while I read it out loud, like Jesus, and the instance when I think the nun when I'm getting a hot plate of food at the albergue. Those two have never moved me to tears before. Whereas there were other passages that while editing or reading silently to my head or writing brought me to tears that this time they didn't. So it was a trip. <laughs> I also realized I have trouble mispronouncing a lot of things, <laughs> but most revealing is that I have trouble with the possessive, like my families or Patricias's or instead of Patricias, like that is difficult and it's revealing because we don't do that in Spanish. And so I've learned that this is also a trouble in English as my second language that I never clung to. And another one that's funny is calves, calves, like I still can say it. How do you say it? Calf, calves. <laughs> calves. <laughs> I hope that readers really catch me really trying to come up with voices, but in particular, Coco Liso's voice, because I wanted this pollero, who a lot of people might look at in a negative light, to really acknowledge that he probably most likely died in the desert. And I want his voice to come across. And I genuinely don't think that he played us or that he tricked us. I genuinely think that he was trying his best. And I really hope that readers really remember him. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would cast either Gael Garcia Bernal or Bad Bunny. I think that Bad Bunny really 
understand Salvadorans. And there's something with Caribbeans and Caribbeanness. I think it's the cursing that I first heard in reggaeton that as a Salvadoran in the United States, I really felt seen by. And the same thing for Gael, seeing him on the screen, even though he's a light-skinned Mexican, just him being a Mexican actor succeeding in Hollywood really has given me hope. When I used to play soccer and we would go on these long drives and my parents couldn't go, so I would go with other parents and they would always play an audiobook. And I remember being captured by War of the Worlds and then being older. I'm a history major. And then learning that that book on the radio really made people scared that the world was actually getting invaded really made sense because experience of listening to the audiobook, it really put me in a different trance, which to me, growing up immigrant, Salvadorian, undocumented in this country, the idea of an audiobook was like a fantasy. It wasn't something that I had access to. And so being thrown into this Lexus with a white parent, with my white soccer mate, and being in this car, moving, listening to a narrator describe being invaded by aliens was a really dope experience. And now, listen to a small clip from my audiobook. Trip. My parents started using that word about a year ago. One day, you'll take a trip to be with us, like an adventure, like the one Simba goes on before he comes home. Around that same time, they sent me Aladdin, Jurassic Park, and The Lion King, alongside a Panasonic VHS player for my eighth birthday. Trip, they say now, as I'm talking to them at the Bakers, where Abuelita Nelly, Grandpa, and I go to call them. We don't have a phone at home, but we do have a color TV, a brand new fridge, and a fish tank. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.